Howdy, hi there, everyone. Welcome to the Tim Burns Show. I'm your host, Tim Burns, the common man with common sense and an uncommon desire to know the truth. Well, anything going on in uh, this country, uh, in Washington, D.C., yeah, pomp and circumstance. But it is amazing to see two of the most like-minded people getting together, our president and the pope, both looking for that transformational opportunity. We know Obama and what he's done regarding transforming this country away from our founding documents. The question becomes, is the Pope going to do the same thing away from thousands of years worth of tradition in the Catholic Church? We don't know. But I think there's going to be one thing that has to happen in order for him to get any kind of message from those who are Catholics and who do follow. Is that it's time to stick to the business that the Catholic Church is all about. It's not time for you to get into the realm of expertise, which you have no expertise. This is really incredible, watching two people totally ignorant and yet having the most power to set the kind of tone, to set the kind of, in the president's case, policy. In the pope's case, what happens going forward? Well, I think what we're going to do here is I'm going to go through a lot of news items today. Um, these are this one's a little bit older, so we're we're going to start with the freshest and work our way backwards. And I'm just going to pound away at this stuff. Obama finds ally to amplify agenda to public. You think? Locked arm, arm in arm. We do not serve ideas. We serve people. Well, that's not Obama. Obama serves his own agenda, his own ideas, and it seems like that's what the Pope is following. Maybe the Pope is totally impressed with how Obama has gotten things done. Maybe he's impressed with the idea that, wow, this my way or the highway, I get 100% of what I want or I will find somebody to blame. I don't think the Pope will be in that blame mode like Obama is, but these two are perfect to fit in the same backseat of a fiat together, aren't they? Catholic Church turns to immigration to replenish pews. Well, that's an item that they can get on the same page on. I'm just thinking, though. Well, we'll get to it. I've got it marked down here. And uh, let's see. We've got uh, a little bit. uh, We're going to get to more of the pope visit news here but pentagon war games russia in baltic carry assad must go Ooh, i am sure russia iran and assad are trembling with the bright red line that's been painted yes carry is a man to be to pay attention to isn't he because what john carry does what john carry says is what america does right well, we have perfect proof of that. That, uh, uh, well, well, we have with the Iran deal. Proving that it doesn't matter what you do. It's only about what you say. Russia starts drone surveillance missions in, in Syria. I read about the 28 uh, fighter jets that have been moved in there. I mean, Russia is just moving around like there's nobody else in the world, like they are the lone superpower. There's not even a, oh, well, I guess that is a warning. Kerry, Assad must go. Well, here's another one from Kerry. (laughs) Well, we'll get to that one too. Because he's just a, (laughs) I tell you. Uh, Khomeini 
the supreme leader of Iran is threatening, quote, criminal America in chilling new video. Yes, this Iran deal sure has, well, it sure has promoted the working together syndrome that we have now with Iran, now that we have that piece of paper signed. And Russians with Western ties are increasingly branded as traitors in Russia. So this is a noticeable move to the old school Soviet Union style of politics, of what they want to do in their country now. And I wanted to, we all know about the clock. I heard a comment, the clock, the kid who was arrested and immediately got an invite to Facebook, got an invite to the White House. He's a hero. And I heard a comment today that's, why would the kid put together something that noticeably looks like, I mean, was there a lot of different ways to put together a homemade clock that did not have to look like a bomb? Because I saw the pictures of it. (laughs) If I didn't know it was a clock, I would have a probably two, three, four conclusions, four guesses on what I think that is. And at the top of the list would have been, that looks like a device that can do some damage. But now we, we know he's, I don't know if he's been to the White House yet, but he's got a trip planned. He got a message of support from Hillary, an offer from Zuckerberg to visit Facebook, and even an internship at Twitter. Now, here's some other kids who didn't get the time of the day from Obama, from the deadhead media. And in fact, they were (laughs) a white Maryland kid with ADHD, was seven years old when he was kicked out of school for chewing a Pop-Tart into the shape of a pistol and pretending to shoot other students with it. A 16-year-old white kid from Somerville, South Carolina, wrote a short story in which he imagined using a gun to kill a dinosaur. For this, his locker was searched, he was arrested, handcuffed, charged with disorderly conduct, and suspended from school for three days. He was suspended. Uh, Kendra Turner, another student, was suspended for saying, and I think we've probably heard this story before, for saying, bless you after a student sneezed and that her teacher told her that she would have no godly speaking in class. Well, this brings us to something else about what kind of holidays, religious, religious holidays specific to a, any kind of religion our school districts going to be setting up i mean if we really had all the religions that wanted all their holidays to be given school off what do you think would happen well the 180 day school year would be a 90 day school year you know at times what we need is well here's a little a confrontation that took place And this goes hand in hand with the refugees that are going into Europe, 
John Kerry says the USA is going to take 200,000 more refugees. I think I saw a figure last week, 65,000 Syrian refugees. I talked about the smuggler who says 4,000 lone wolves are in place in Europe. And this whole political correct atmosphere that America, I mean, just when you think we couldn't get more politically correct, it continues. Well, now we have a school district in New Jersey. They only had six days to work with when they were confronted about a holy Muslim, a Muslim holy day. And the parents of their student, the, the ones who brought this up and said, we demand other religions have holy day holidays and get school off. We want this one. Well, it was a packed school board meeting. I believe it was a school board. And they said, we're not going to do it. The school board said, we can't do it. Well, you want to know what the reaction was? We're no longer the minority. That's clear from tonight. We're going to be the majority soon. We're no longer the minority. That's clear from tonight. We're gonna be the majority soon. We're no longer the minority. That's clear from tonight. We're gonna be the majority soon. We're no longer the minority. That's clear from tonight. We're gonna be the majority soon. Nearly four hours. We get the message there. Whether they're smuggling them into Europe, whether we're bringing refugees into here, how can we guarantee who these people are, who? Is, having, is coming into this country and doesn't have the interests of the United States in mind. Who may even have a total radical terroristic view that might come into this country? Sorry for the repetitiveness there, but <laughs> it was a short message, but it sends a message. In fact, I believe the Iranian Supreme Leader also talked about infiltrating through breeding with the West. And that's how slowly but surely they could become a majority. You heard the lady. In that particular district, I guess they are the majority. Or is that their goals and intentions? We got to wake up in this country. We got to take things seriously. And what do we have? We've got the two leaders, one of the religious, uh, a religious leader of the Catholic Church and one of this country, and all their policy is based on, well, it's based on philosophical notions. It's based on hopes and dreams. They must be proud of each other. It's, in fact, Obama must be thinking, isn't that amazing? Just when I need a little help getting the rest of my agenda rest of my policies implemented in the United States, here comes somebody, 70 million Catholics worldwide, or was that stat in this country, 70 million Catholics? And how many will be influenced by whatever the Pope says? All right, so we've got uh, the White House compares the president to the Pope. 
how surprising, Pope Francis and Obama have both dedicated their lives to helping the less fortunate, and that commonality will be central to their meeting. Well, I can understand the Pope and his background, his humble background, hopping into the back of that Fiat instead of limousines. Dedicated their lives to helping the less fortunate. I think the Pope has. I think he's way off on the policy he wants to go forward with. He is, as far as anybody having any idea about climate change and all the statistics that go with it, the Pope is the most powerful and the most, at the same time, the most ignorant person there is, but he's got the most pull. How many people will be influenced by whatever the Pope says? Well, we know 20% don't care as far as politics is concerned, as far as liberal versus conservative. 20% of people traditionally for decades are liberal and they don't care what Obama does. They don't care what Obama says. They are for, he is the great one in their world. But if you look at what can, well, the accomplishment in their mind that can happen, it's pretty scary when it's put into the context of real world common sense thinking and problems and solutions helping the less fortunate anybody name any accomplishing uh, helping the less fortunate that Obama has done we know that's the way he got into the game that's the way he was basically voted in in 2008 it was all about hope and change. It was all about insuring 30 million people. Well, they're at 9.9 million people. Their goal is the rest of this year to get up to 21 million people. They're not going to get near that. And yet, it was all about the idea of it. It really wasn't about the numbers. Oh, they put the numbers out. Yeah, there's 9 million people. Is everybody insured now? No, there's still 30 million uninsured in this country. Some of them may have switched chairs, like musical chairs. Some may have not had it fit in all the, the little qualifications to get Obamacare. And at the same time, those who were losing their health care benefits because the companies they worked for said, we can't afford you as a full-time. And in order to fit the little box that Obama has provided us, we're going to have to cut your hours back and then cut out your health care. And you can go find it. Get in line for Obamacare. Both men have talked quite publicly about their commitment to social justice. What does that mean? I mean, you could make up anything you want to fit under the category of social justice. Well, in Obama's world, we know what it means. And apparently it's the same world that the Pope is in. The Pope has capitalism as one of the worst things that this world can have. Francis dismisses left-leaning perception. Well, of course he does. We all know he's the furthest left-leaning Pope there's ever been. And the same is true with Obama and do you think Obama looks in the mirror and looks at himself as a radical liberal? Well, maybe he does. 
Do you think the Pope does? I don't think so. This popularity that the Pope has based upon catering to populism, to these, well, these platitudes, these platitudes that really have no way of putting a plan to accomplish it. And that's not the point. The point is just to put the platitude out there. Both men have dedicated not just their careers, but their lives to that effort. I mean, I should have made this first half an hour a comedy hour. (laughs) I hope you're not laughing, though, (laughs) because it's one thing if they're in a comedy club talking about all this stuff. It's another thing that they have the power that they have. Uh, Debates are ensuing about what the biggest news of the conference. Many thought it was his comment that he isn't left-leaning. He's just following the social doctrine of the church. You Catholics out there, is he following the social doctrine of the church when he's promoting climate change based on absolutely no scientific evidence? And the last headline for that one is he's basking in the aura of the limelight. All right, stick around on the Tim Burns Show here on 810 KLBZ. Tim Burns for Nominal Exhibit Services. The convention business is big business. Why? Because big business is done at these conventions. 20%, 40 half the business for the entire year can be done at these conventions. If it's time for your company to step up and you just don't know where to start, I encourage you to call Nominal Exhibit Services. Not one company does it all, but one company takes care of all the logistics, and that's Nominal Exhibit Services. Call them at 303-901-9090. Hey, John, what's up? Hey, Dave. Remember Hank's story about the key to a woman's heart is an unexpected gift at an unexpected time? Yeah, you were right. JT Jewelry does have some really cool stuff. So I did what Hank did. Got Amy two pieces of jewelry and she loved them. And that special touch of going together to the jewelry store to get her pendant just the way she wanted it worked like a charm. Next time you see Hank, tell him thanks. I will, but let me tell you another story. I saw Bill and he looked like a truck had run him over. I asked him what was wrong and he said he went to a bunch of other jewelry stores looking to get a gift for Jean. And they had all the same stuff and it was nothing but bling by all the same designers. He stepped up to the pump, spent a pretty good penny, and gave it to her, and she loved it. So he was a hero. Yep, but only until they went to a wedding reception a few days later. As people were introducing themselves, a lady came up, and they both noticed they were wearing the exact same pendant. Youch! Yep, he's been in the doghouse ever since. I'm gonna guess you told him about jt-jewelry.com. Yes, I did. Well, again, uh, a lot of pomp and circumstance going on in this country, in Washington, D.C., and with these two leaders promoting what they are promoting, the question becomes... Thank you for playing. Should we or should we not follow the advice of the galactically stupid? And it seems pretty obvious that the one thing neither one of these gentlemen will do when they look in the mirror is... They're not going to say that to themselves, that's for sure. Because the truth 
defines how wrong both of these leaders are on a number of different subjects that are being promoted at the top of the list. Now, Ben Rhodes is, he's this punk advisor, real fast talking. I think I heard somebody say, the faster in politics, the faster someone talks, the more liberal they are. This guy really talks fast. And uh, going back to the article, basking in the aura of all of this, for the president, it's an opportunity to showcase the Pope's support for his initiatives on income inequality, immigration, and climate change. These are issues, Ben Rhodes says, these are issues that are going to define our future. Well, it's going to define our demise, if you want to look at it that way, if somehow, some way, these future policies actually get implemented and carried out. They're going to define our future, and the Pope, I think, is providing an incredible sense of motivation that they can and must address. The Pope's voice could not be more timely and important. For who? What is Ben Rhodes? He's a political operative for Obama. Yes, it is perfect timing for Obama because people are tired of hearing Obama tout the same thing over and over. So what does Obama do? He's got the Pope here. I mean, they're both, (laughs) at this point, they both can grab the puppet strings and they can puppet for each other. Uh, There are points of tension, and the role of the U.S. as a world leader in economic justice is certainly going to be an issue. How much the U.S. is doing will be on the Pope's mind. He will make it clear that he is not attacking capitalism. Well, that's all the Pope's been doing is attacking capitalism. If you're talking about redistributing, redistributing wealth, if you're talking about the fact that capitalism has been the cause of problems, not the solution. Just that mere misunderstanding would dictate that for sure one and yet both of these people should not be paid attention to. They are not serious. They are not serious people for the serious times we live in. Uh, He sees... uh, But the way it plays out in the real world, he sees masses of people excluded from the benefits of capitalism. And I think he will say that greed cannot be a motivator in human society. Well, if you want to look at it as greed, or if you want to just be motivated that you want to make your life better today, is that greedy? Is the idea of having a landscape where there's no air conditioning and now you have air conditioning? Is that greedy? Or is that helping the progress of civilization? I would say the latter is true. The bishops in the United States over the past 10 years have tended to focus on abortion, gay marriage, and this religious freedom issue. This religious freedom issue? Oh, religious freedom is just an issue. Well, it's obvious the Pope, and this is a Pope spokesman right here, it's obvious that the issue (laughs) of religious freedom has nothing to do in his world that religious freedom is an unalienable right. It's one of those basic foundations to freely express oneself, and part of that expression is through 
religious expression, religious freedom in that regard. But it's only an issue at this point. An issue what? To get over? An issue to fool most of the people most of the time with? He wants them to move in a different direction. He's not going to succeed unless the rest of the church gets behind him, particularly the bishops and the priests. Well, I hope you bishops and the priests have enough clout to actually mentally, with information, with common sense, to slap the Pope upside the head and say, wake up, dude. Faithful, facing wave of religious freedom challenges. Forty cases are working their way through the federal courts, which nonprofit organizations are seeking exemptions from the contraception mandate by the Department of Health and Human Services. Have we heard anything about any, any of these kind of cases? No, they had their heyday with it. They could brand some people, get, have them lose their jobs. I think it's an opportunity regarding the Pope to speak clearly about the right of religious liberty in this country. I, is he an American? Does he have a foundation of understanding of our American documents? Is the, is the Vatican a constitutional republic? No, it seems like it's relatively a one-man, not dictatorship, but a very powerful one-man show. And you either tow the line, but this is a line that cannot be towed, especially within the church, within the bishops, the bishops and the uh, priests. It's going to bring up some challenges. There's plenty of people within that are not agreeing with the direction the Pope is taking the church. About the religious liberty, he has established a considerable bridge with the secular left with his encyclical on the environment. And that's exactly what's going on. Those who have not, who couldn't stand the Pope, any Pope, couldn't stand the Catholic Church. Well, now that they've got a Pope, who is, well, he's mimicking issues that they desire. Why? Well, the Pope's doing it because he loves this popularity. And maybe he's not doing it just because he wants to be popular. Maybe that popularity is rising because of his ignorance regarding the subjects he's actually promoting, climate change and immigration. In fact, Regarding immigration, here's something to think about. Why doesn't the Pope, since he wants us to open our doors and our borders and have a anybody come, anybody welcome, do you think that's the rule at the Vatican? Why doesn't the Pope lead by example and show that grand gesture of taking down the walls at Vatican City? of saying everybody can come. In fact, you want to visit my personal residence, it's fine by me. I better, I better stop talking like that. I, if he's listening, I might be giving him a good ideas. Well, the Pope is uh, 
and the president are getting from each other exactly what they want. And using that bridge, he needs to now walk across it and say very clearly that the right of religious freedom needs to be guaranteed and the right of individuals to follow their conscience needs to be protected. You think the Pope is going to make a stand on that regard? I don't think so. Their focus in the context of this meeting will not be about politics, really. Not about specific policies. You're kidding. You don't think the climate change belief that the Pope has and the climate change executive action that Obama has are on the same page? And you don't think part of that is the little small talk between them about how wrong all of us common folk are out there? How much, how all of the deniers, if they would just just listen to our message. We're the ones who are right. That's not going to happen from these guys. Guaranteed and the right of individuals to follow their conscience needs to be their focus in the context of this meeting will not be about politics, not about specific policies, but rather about the kinds of values that both men have dedicated their lives to champion. There is no plan or strategy that's been put in place to try to stage an event that will advance anybody's political agenda. Oh, I believe that. And I'm sure you believe that, too. I mean, all you have to do is look at the arrival of the Pope. You want to talk about getting into the back of a fiat? That's not staged. All right, we'll be right back on The Tim Burns Show. Hi, I'm veteran J.R. Martinez. Do you know the VA now offers a faster and easier way to file your disability compensation claims? When you log on to eBenefits and file an electronic fully developed claim or e-claim, you can get a faster decision than the standard claims process. Don't wait around for the benefits that you deserve. Visit ebenefits.va.gov and file your e-claim today. A message from the Department of Veterans Affairs. Hi, I'm Ivan, and I'm a firefighter. One of the resources we use to notify you of a threat to life or property, such as wildfire, flood, or police action, is the Emergency Notification Service. You need to register your mobile or landline phone so we know what number to call. To find the link to your local service, go to 911colorado.org. That's 911colorado.org. This message is brought to you by the Colorado Broadcasters Association and your local station. Tim Burns for DoggyDogWorldRescue.com. I want to tell you about some really good people. What started as one phone call from northern New Mexico in 2007 has turned into rescuing 500 and giving good homes to 500 animals a year. You know, they need your help. They need your donations. They do it all out of the goodness of their heart, out of their own pockets. I encourage you to give them a generous donation if you give to dog rescue operations. Go to DoggyDogWorldRescue.com and give generously.
All right, let's go through some different kind of news uh, wrapping up. I think I may have some Pope stuff and president stuff buried in here, but the president's spokesman was addressing the Islamic Josh Ernest, another one of these youngsters, uh, punks dedicated to the cause, if you might look at it that way. Is that too harsh? Is that crossing the politically correct line, calling Josh Ernest a punk? Well, it is what it is, and he is what he is. Addressing the Islamic State's persecution of Christians in Syria. I mean, this is just a downright joke. In Syria and Iraq said one of the values that Mr. Obama shares with Pope Francis is, quote, a commitment to religious liberty, standing up for the rights of religious minorities around the world. Who is standing up for these people, these Christians? They can't even, I told you about the whole refugee onslaught into Europe. And these Christian, persecuted Christians from those areas, Syria, Iraq, North Africa, if you're a Christian, you are trapped. You can't even get out of there because the UN refugee camps are controlled by Muslims. And guess what happens if you show up as a Christian? I can promise you, you're not going to get the same kind of treatment. So their, their attitude is, we just better hunker down here. We better hide. We better make. We better hope that none of this black flag crowd comes at us. The ISIS crowd finds us. You've got Christians hiding all over the world. And especially in these affected ISIS parts. For the nerve, the nerve of Josh Ernest to say they are standing up for the rights of religious minds. Another platitude, another soundbite to put out there to hold that 20% who bleed blue. Those mighty liberals out there with absolutely no common sense and no, well, no education as far as I'm, well, they may have gotten through all the education process. Whether it was an education is another question. FBI said, oh, here we come, more Hillary stuff. FBI said to recover personal emails from Hillary's server. These are some of the deleted ones. The FBI has recovered personal and work-related emails from the private computer server used by Hillary Clinton during her time as Secretary of State, according to a person familiar with the investigation. The FBI's success at salvaging personal emails that Clinton said had been deleted raises the possibility that the Democratic presidential candidate's correspondence eventually could become public. Wouldn't that be a thrill? In fact, they could start a whole new college course if all of these things come out. It would be a dedicated liberal college course and it would show how you manipulate, manipulate the political system. And perhaps they could even have special guest Bill Clinton show up for the class. And Hillary show up for the class. This is how you do quid pro quos. This is how you manipulate the system. This is how you make hundreds of millions of dollars at the same time. The first thing you got to do is you got to find a place to get into office. And work your way up the system. Get your big pension become a lifetime career politician, and the rest is easy at that point. 
Uh, let's see here. The disclosure of such emails would likely fan the controversy over Clinton's use of a private email system for official business, you think? We know what that server was for. It was for all the business that the Clintons were doing, and it had to be hidden. There was no other choice. If you're pumping up the Clinton Foundation, in fact, I had an article here that uh, the Clinton Foundation is having a little bit of trouble getting people committed to the next show they do, <laughs> because that's what it is. State Department disputes the version of events. This was an article that came out immediately after the fact that the FBI was said to recover. The State Department is disputing certain versions of events when it comes to Hillary's email. When we were asked, this is a quote, when we were asked to help the State Department make sure that they had everything from the other secretaries of state. Oh, this is Clinton's interview last Sunday on very friendly grounds at Face the Nationville. When we were asked to help the State Department make sure that they had everything from other secretaries of state, not just me, I'm the one who said, okay, great, I will go through them again, Clinton said Sunday on Face the Nation, and we provided all of them. All of what? You mean, according to the story we just referred to, all of the emails the FBI is now saying, the deleted emails that they can get? This is what's so cornball about everything that Hillary keeps saying about her email. She really, again, there's certain things the deadhead media can cover, and there are certain things that it just becomes too absurd to try and cover for her. And this is another one. We provided all of them. All of what? All 60,000? No. The ones I picked and choosed my way through in order to provide all of them to you. State Department officials provided new information Tuesday that undercuts Clinton's characterization. They said the request was not simply about general record keeping, but was prompted entirely by the discovery that Clinton had exclusively used a private email system. I, I, I tell you, these people, the State Department, when she was the Secretary of State, if they were on real-time pay-attention status, they would have figured it out while she was still at this. They would have put, we would, if there was an investigative reporter worth his merit anymore, which there is no such thing in our deadhead media, this could have all been discovered while she was Secretary of State. Those insiders that those investigative reporters might talk to in the State Department, I promise you, there are relationships between deadhead media members and people who've been in that State Department for a long, long time. And yet none of that information became available while she was serving as Secretary of State. I mean, how easy would it have been for a State Department official to say, you know, I've, I've been trying to look for an email address at the .gov website for Hillary Clinton I can't find one. Maybe talking to one of their media buddies. Have you heard anything about this going on in your realm, in your media realm? No, I haven't. You would think just the mere notion of initial discrepancy, initial question such as that, 
might have kicked this whole thing. In fact, if you look in retrospect, isn't life easy? You know, that, there's an old saying, hindsight is twenty twenty. Hindsight is no sight. But in this case, perhaps Hillary would have been in much better shape as a presidential candidate if all of this had come out, if those investigative reporters had actually been doing their job and actually found this out long, long ago, then she could have exposed all, then she could have got back to where she needed to get to while she was still serving. But then again, that would have made it very difficult for her to be very deceptive about the entire Benghazi situation and the little war that she ran as commander-in-chief for the day down there in Libya. She had a political resume to fill. She had a foreign policy job resume enhancement to fill. All right, so where are we at here? They said the request, but State Department provided new information Tuesday. Okay. We got that one. They also said that they first contacted her in the summer of 2014, at least three months before the agency asked Clinton and three of her predecessors to provide their emails. Now, uh, we played the tape of Colin Powell and exactly what he did. He's the one who sort of, he, he upgraded the whole entire system. There was no such thing as the, I mean, this is back in 1994. Email is you got mail is just exploding onto the scene. And so Colin Powell knows that the State Department will work much more efficiently if he's able to communicate without having to send post-it notes on pieces of paper. Hey, we can take advantage of email systems. And what did Colin Powell do? Colin Powell set up his business State Department email system. This is the stuff for my eyes and those eyes that I want to see only email system. And then there's all the other stuff, the family, the incidentals, uh, incidentals at the office. Hey, who's in charge of getting the coffee or even emailing, <laughs> even emailing, you know, this is before the entire indoctrination of the political correct attitude and atmosphere that was starting to take hold in government was taking place. Maybe Colin Powell sent an email saying, uh, Miss Secretary, will you go get me some coffee? By email. Hey, it saves her to, from, from the speakerphone syndrome and uh, the uh, pager and the caller button and press the button, intercoms and all that kind of stuff. Convenient, silent, brings down the tone and the volume of the whole office by using emails. Colin Powell, his email system has nothing whatsoever to do with what Hillary Clinton did. She did hers all on one system, one server, and it was outside of the government realm. Colin Powell did his within the government realm, and he split the duties. One is official, only classified will come on this email address. And all of the other fun stuff. What's the theme for Friday's party? Dress up, costume party, Halloween party, whatever. Oh, we're having a, a bridal shower. That kind of email system would go on the other side. Colin Powell spelled that out specifically how much different 
what he did compared to Hillary. And yet we've got Hillary saying, oh, it's all, I was doing things exactly like my three predecessors did before me. Eh, wrong. And another one comes right up, another article. Clinton, I can't answer that about the apparent discrepancy. No, you can't answer it because you need to answer that after putting your hand on the Bible and swearing to tell the truth. That's exactly when you need to answer that. The Des Moines Register asked her about the latest twist in the private server. This was a 105-minute meeting with the editorial board of the Des Moines Register, which is the first primary for the Democrat Party, the, the uh, Iowa primary. It's the first one out of the gate. She's going to give them their due time. Has she given anybody 105 minutes ever? This is how important it is that she get this right, that this image she needs to create. And as long as she can show up to that boardroom and, and notice if they're on her side, well, apparently, again, it's a certain point you just cannot, you have to use common sense. And as much as they want to cover for her in certain cases, they just can't do it when it's, when it's too stupid to do that. Just before she sat down, the Washington Post posted a news story that said the State Department's request for her emails was, quote, prompted entirely by the discovery that she used a private. That contradicts what Clinton had been saying, which is that agency officials asked her for emails as part of a benign general record-keeping effort to sweep up everything. So here's what this was all about. Hillary wants everybody to believe that this is just a generic standard operating procedures that is done to clean up the office. She wants us to believe that. But we know that's not true. I don't know that, said Clinton. I can't answer that, she said. All I know is that they sent the same letter to everybody. That's my understanding. No, that's what you want everybody to understand. You're telling me something I don't know, Clinton said. All I know is what I have said. What a statement. What a profound statement. All I know is what I have said. (laughs) The State Department has confirmed that. Or what I have said is what was allowed. The State Department has confirmed that. That same letter went to, as far as I know, my predecessors. And I'm the one who said, I'll be glad to help. But we'll give you additional information as we get it. So she leaves them high and dry after a 105-minute meeting. All right, we'll be right back on the Tim Burns Show here on 810 KLVZ. Tim Burns for Nominal Exhibit Services. You know, big business is done at these conventions, and if you are the responsible party, your company, for making those exhibits work right on the convention floor, and it seems that it's nothing but hassles and headaches and nightmares, that the logistics just aren't working, I encourage you to make a phone call to Nominal Exhibit Services. They're the one place that starts and ends the process. They take you from point A to point B, and they will free up the most important thing you need, time to do business at these conventions. Conventions. So call them 303 901 9090. 
Well, was that about perfect music, considering what we were just talking about? <laughs> she would love to be able to run away from herself, but she can't. You can't run away from yourself. She needs some help, though. She needs a nice, fresh crew of deadhead media members to somehow find just one little, one little item that paints discrepancies that the public is all wrong about her. Well, they're never going to find that. And I would certainly hope at this point that none of these deadhead me members are going to be in the I'm going to help Hillary survive camp. And just when she thought she was getting over the email stuff, more documents surface in Benghazi probe. More previously undisclosed State Department emails related to Benghazi have now surfaced in a federal court filing offering a public accounting of at least some of the records still being sought by congressional members. Now, she's going to have her day before the committees in October sometime. Should be very interesting. It's going to be an opportunity. I Trust me, this is going to be an opportunity for the deadhead media to go ahead and start that blame game. In fact, I'm going to assume that the two most prominent people in Washington, D.C. will be the two most irritated people in Washington, D.C. when these Benghazi committee meetings and uh, uh, getting witnesses up and Mrs. Clinton being one of them, I am sure these two prominent members of the G the two, G Boehner and McConnell, who've been sitting on their hands, Boehner for five years, McConnell for five months or more, sitting on their hands waiting for the next election cycle so they can get more power. And I'm sure both of them are phone calling each other saying, "This is there any way somehow, John, that you can find a way to put these on delay till after 2016 elections? Can we not get to the Benghazi hearings? Because you know what they're going to do. And because we, both of us leaders, don't stand up on any kind of principles whatsoever. We're just hoping for outcomes based upon us sitting on our hands. This is going to give the deadheads an opportunity to bring up all those old stereotypes of painting Republicans as witch hunters, and all of the known platitudes that you have heard for years. Most of these documents also appeared, uh, also appear to have been withheld from the House Select Committee on Benghazi. Hillary emails being withheld? How absurd. Hillary would never do that. They are also investigating the state's, State Department's response to the attack. The committee is scheduled to take place public testimony from Clinton. There it is, October 22nd. All right, let's get to some, I think, some funner stuff here. Obese to wear waste sensors for federal study. Now, I've talked about how much money in all of these studies, if we really wanted to build roads, improve bridges, upgrade, rebuild the infrastructure in this country, there are hundreds of billions of dollars in 
government programs such as this. The National Science Foundation is spending 1.7 million. That's nothing, right? Well, who's it going to and who's it paying to monitor how and what obese families eat, tracking their eating via sensors they wear on their waists? The research conducted by University of Southern California and the University of Virginia. Boy, they got the the east-west attack mode going on this one. Families will be monitored for months at a time. A leading researcher on the project said the study is a novel approach to fighting childhood obesity. I read the article. It didn't give any details about exactly what the $1.7 million would go to do. They're going to wear, what are they going to, oh, it's going to provide what? A whole bunch of information, it's statistics that they can manipulate any way they want? Again, you think $1.7 million can go to rebuilding some infrastructure as opposed to going to a study like this? You know, when I was a golf, uh, when I, I did play golf, in fact, I figured it out. I talked to my son. The last time I played was five years ago. Now, it was a little executive course and I was very happy because I hadn't played three years previous to I've played one round of golf in eight years and it was a par 65 little great little executive course here in the Denver metro area windy day and all my shots that I really screwed around screwed up on were around the green which is where you score drive for show putt for dough getting up and down is all about how you accomplish in golf Well, I shot 71 on a par 65. I felt really good about it. Hit some really cool shots, actually, that I hadn't played in a long time. But I went to Lima, Peru. I was invited to an international team event three years. Now, I qualified for four USGAs, uh, one U.S. amateur, two U.S. mid-amateurs, one U.S. publinks. I also was invited to the Centennial three-man event in Lake Nona. And uh, that was a state versus state uh, event and then there were international team matches. I went three years in a row with the same partner, and it's somebody I went to high school with actually. Um, and we went down there. And again, if you've ever visited third world countries, there is no middle class. It's the haves and the have-nots. And where we stayed was Miraflores, the Beverly Hills of Lima, Peru. And we were told not to go in certain places, and certainly don't even stick your toe in the water. And they're going to be doing that for the Olympics down in Brazil? Well, in Lima, 8 million people's raw sewage went right down the river. So my point about this obese-to-wear sensors, we were down there, and we got food coupons. It's part of the whole package. And the food was so good. It was so filling. And I said, my brother and my son went down the last year with me. And we got back to Dallas which was the connecting flight. And we were down there for 10 days and got back. And the first thing we noticed was, and he said it to me, my brother said it to me, he said, my goodness, look at how fat Americans are. Because we had just been in a place for 10 straight days. Oh, there were big people, big boned, but nobody was fat. And do you know why? And it's part of the reason that I ate like a pig. We wanted to take advantage of all these food coupons because it was so good. I ate like a pig. I didn't gain any weight. And the one thing I didn't have, I thought to myself in retrospect, you know, I'm really not going number two that much either. 
And my brother quickly responded and said, well, why do you think they call it crap? Because crap in is what comes out. And the crap we eat here in this country is part of the whole problem. And it's not going to be solved by Michelle Obama's kind of starving people. I mean, that's a good way to lose weight. But you want to be healthy. The thing about it is down there in Lima is all the food is all natural. It's all it's all fresh made. There's no preservatives. Yeah, it would be tough to get back to that in this country from where we've come. But the bottom line is that it was studies like this, obese to wear sensors. How is that going to solve anything? Does come from education, but not Michelle Obama's food education. We already know the kids don't eat any of her food that she's mandated across the entire school system. Well, anyway, we got through quite a bit here today. And uh, again, we'll get to uh, some of the other news tomorrow. So visit the TimBurnShow.com website. And don't forget to tell someone you love about the Tim Burns Show.